France beats Croatia to win the World Cup. Djokovic and Kerber take Wimbledon. But more importantly, Aaron Foley lost her iPhone at Dodger Stadium on Friday. <gasps> this is Sports Without Balls. Holy cow! A perfect score. Ten point two. He hacked at the two zero. Oh, now the two one. Wide drive. Hello again, everyone. This is Sports Without Balls. Dun, 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 dun. What an opening. You guys, it's Aaron Foley, your host of Sports Without Balls. I do not have a cell phone. Even though I'm looking at a cell phone right to the left of me, that is my sister's cell phone. There's hot drama cell phone. I've never said that before, and I don't ever want to say that sentence again. Uh, We are at All Things Comedy booth. It is Monday. Back in the booth, we got Aaron in the corner. Go cards. See you later, Matheny. Yes. Well, we have to discuss the firing of Matheny uh, right before, minutes before we went live. I've always wanted to say that. <laughs> um, minutes before we went live, uh, Aaron said, I, I can't believe you didn't text me about the Matheny firing. And I said, I didn't have a cell phone. And so it was all explained. Uh, uh, go to allthingscomedy.com. Uh, they host uh, this podcast. I'm very grateful. Uh, they've got a podcast, stand-up comedy, soft, great t-shirts. In front of me, repeat offender, um, this woman, uh, one of my favorite people. She is an integral force in sports <laughs> without balls. Um, she does uh, the, the social media. And if I ever give her the correct information, she will complete the website. That is on me. Um, uh, and uh, a phenomenal stand-up comic, uh, Casey Conley. Hey, nice with intro. a new haircut. Hey. Patreon viewers, look at Casey's hair. It's like a different person. Or lack thereof. It looks awesome. Thank you. Yeah, it's a, it's a few weeks old, but, you know, I'm, I'm coming in hot. Yes, coming in hot with a, with a fresh summer look, dare I say. <laughs> Crazy, you guys. Um, I would just like to uh, say for uh, all the listeners out there, I haven't. It's one o'clock in the afternoon, and I haven't spoken to anyone human uh, right today. So uh, 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 I have no idea how this podcast is going to go. Uh, there's so many sports to cover. I've been watching uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I packed so many sports in uh, live and on the television that I'm just so thrilled. There's so much to cover. So. Uh, a quick kind of uh, download right here of what we're going to uh, listen, what you're going to listen to. Maybe maybe we'll just put on another podcast and we'll listen to it. Uh, is a World Cup final. France beats Croatia. Uh, then we had Wimbledon semis and finals. That, the, the men's semi. Uh, that, those are absolutely insane matches. Uh, and then the final... <laughs> <laughs> in the final of the women's, uh, but a great, great weekend of tennis. And what else do we have? Dodgers. I went to Dodgers Angels on Friday night. Besides losing my phone, that was actually a fantastic game. It's a great it's, series. I watched the whole great series. Yeah. Um, and so we'll, we'll get. I'll give uh, details from that game. We'll save. We'll save it for a little. Uh, 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 baseball news. Uh, uh, we've got the Matheny uh, cards firing. Right before the All-Star break and a five-game series with the Cubs. Hmm. Yeah. Had to be done, apparently. Apparently. I think that's a bit odd, but we'll get back to that. Yeah. Let's. Uh, and then we've got the Home Run Derby tonight. All-Star game tomorrow. 
Um, my peaches, uh, if if the score had ended, I, I beat my opponent 10-0. I think I've only done that one time in three years. I would be in first place, but they've also tacked on uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So if all goes well, I might be in first place. Um, and you know what? It sounds like losing your phone really helped a lot of your game. Really, All you could do was it watch upped. sports and pay it, attention to things. It upped my game. Uh, have you ever lost your phone before? I, I've only cracked it. I've cracked the shattered the screen, but not. It still worked. Yeah. I can't imagine. Uh, I'm so sorry. I don't <laughs> want to spend too much time on this because the second I was at Flappers uh, Comedy Club on Saturday for two shows. Thank you, for everybody that came out. Uh, the second show, I'd, I'd, I'd probably spent seven minutes talking about how I lost my phone. And the crowd was like, please change subjects. Uh, we get it. We get it. Uh, but you just, yeah, you feel like a crazy person. And then I was... It was just like, it's that thing where I go, I can just really relax when I watch sports. So, well, when I'm not screaming at the TV. So I would look to like my hand so I could adjust my lineup and see what my fantasy base. And I was like, oh yeah, no phone. And then it's like, you're driving and you're like, what's the quick, oh, no phone. Like you just realize. What am I going to do with this stoplight <laughs> for this t- 12 seconds? I have to see if I have any notifications or it was crazy. I can't check the time on my dash. Yeah. <laughs> I just, you realize you just turn into, not only the whole safety thing, like Friday night, I was like, some creepos got my phone at Dodger Stadium. Did you phantomly lose it like again and again and again where you've lost it and you yeah. realize you lost it and then you check your phone and you're like, wait, where's my phone? Oh, that's right. I, yeah. I already, I lost it. <laughs> I did that a couple of times. I also barely slept Friday into Saturday, but I had worried locked, about up, just up late worried just, about it. Just worried like that some creepos got it. And then I was like, oh, my God, like photo. Meanwhile, there's nothing on it. That's right, even why. You know what I mean? I just was like, those naked photos. There's no naked photos. You know what I mean? Like I just, just go down. And- <laughs> yeah, the, whole, the, naked- the whole body of shoes on there. <laughs> the, na- the naked photos of Megan Rapinoe and Sue Bird. If they get on the. Oh, yes, they are on the Internet. They are on the cover of ESPN. But that one where you photoshopped your face in there. Yep, I did. I did right onto right onto Sue Bird's face, uh, who I want to play in a lifetime television for women. Except I'm probably 20 years too old now. Um, yeah, it was just one of those. Uh, it was just yeah, it was just one of those crazy nights. Uh, but uh, you know, it did prevent me from getting sports scores very easily. Uh, I tried not. I tried to block out everything because I I woke up and. Um, had to deal with phone crap and then I had to go to the airport and so I hadn't seen Serena Kerber. Uh, there's a point to all of these people. Um, I don't know <laughs> what that like is. They feel like they're back in that, that audience of flappers. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you is this flappers, you guys? Is this on? Uh, but anyways, so, yes. The whole point is I did watch a lot of sports because I didn't have my phone, but I would have anyway. Uh, so let's cover soccer first. Uh, France beats Croatia. I did get up early on fr- Sunday because I wanted to watch it on time even though I didn't have a phone. And, uh, and I, I was all in it with France. Uh, France became, really? well, in a second, I'll reveal that I wasn't. But France, <laughs> spoiler, France, I have to say, I, I just kind of fell in love with this team during the tournament. I have no connection to France. I have no attachment to France. My goal for the tournament was everybody, uh, big countries to fall. They all fell. I thought it was the greatest World Cup I've ever seen. I loved I loved every second of this World Cup. And France was a team I just found to be so fun. And whoever they were, they were playing, they were played a lot of big teams. And I wanted... So I kind of just started cheering for France accidentally. 
and then became so obsessed with the team. Going into the finals, I was like, I want France to win. But I had also been cheering for Croatia the whole time. You could say a lot of that stuff about Croatia. They took out Russia and... Completely. I I could literally... It's the next... I literally could say the same sentence about Croatia. So then when it started... All of a sudden, something came over me in the first minute. I was like, oh, no, I am all in for Croatia. <laughs> Did a real flip-flop. And then I was devastated when Croatia lost. Also, then very happy for my former French <laughs> fandom. So I was I was really pleased. I wasn't. I didn't love moments in the game I, for, for a, a World Cup final. Uh, I do think the better team won. I was really happy for France. There was a lot of good stories on the French side. Obviously, a lot of good stories on the Croatia side. But... um. If you watch the game, uh, Croatia pretty much dominated at least the first half, parts of the second half, and got horribly unlucky, slash France uh, were, I think, the better team and just capitalized. But, you know, they were dominating, and all of a sudden, uh, uh, the ref called uh, the ref called the foul, and I think it's, I can never pronounce these guys' names, Gieselman, G- Gieselman. G S E I L. There's a lot of vowels in there. He's beautiful eyes. Stunning, stunning player. Um, he takes a free kick and it goes off of uh, his, his head. head. And um, <laughs> listen, I'm terrible with accents. I'm terrible with names, um, except for Modric. I, 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 these guys are phenomenal players, and I just don't know. I'm, I'm, I butcher names. So uh, it went off the Croatian uh, player's head. One of the, I was like watching some stuff this morning. They were putting on these stats for this being like the most dramatic World Cup yeah. ever. And I was like, I, it was interesting to hear them say that because I felt like it was, but yeah. also I was like, well, what do I know? It's not like I'm some World Cup like yeah. aficionado. Yeah. But I felt like it was really particularly exciting. And I was like, oh, maybe it's because I didn't have a loyalty to a team. I could bounce yeah. around and whatever. Yeah. Like it sounds like you maybe did. <laughs> I just, I had but loyalty they, to small countries. They they were trying to break down why it was so exciting. And they said there were, well, there were 12 own goals, which is the most in a single World Cup. Wow. And there were 10 game winning goals in the 90th minute or later, most in a single World Cup. I mean, that's so awesome. It's dramatic. It that is, is dramatic. It was. I can't even tell you. I mean, I, I could talk about it for an hour, and we and I do, I want to keep the soccer coverage sort of contained because the last couple ones we we did a uh, a lot on. But uh, I couldn't believe it. you know you would just pick two random countries, and all of a sudden, yeah, it would be the ninetieth minute, and someone scored yeah. in the night. I mean, even you couldn't two, give up. You couldn't just walk away. And no, like, now this is over. Yeah, because it really wasn't. Even two weeks cool. ago when we were recording here, I was coming in with my phone and it was Belgium scoring over Japan in the 94th. Like every, it was the the shootouts. I mean, how many shootouts have been in a World Cup? I mean, it seemed like every time Croatia pay, played alone, it was a shootout. <laughs> it was, it was so exciting. And I apologize for not knowing every the pronunciation of everybody's name. Um uh, Modric is the one that that sticks out because uh, he plays for Real Madrid, and I know him. And uh, you know he's he got the best player. He got the, uh, the golden, golden ball, golden ball, <laughs> and the golden boot is for scoring. Kane yes. got that from England. But and then they have one for the youngest player or something like Mbate. star, which I feel like the award for that is that you get to be young. Like you're right? the youngest. Thank Why you. is that an I award? That was like a little bit ridiculous. It is. It's like no, your award is that you get to play in this probably three more times. Yeah, Congrats. and you're 19, and you're going to be like he was phenomenal, and he's going to be phenomenal. And I'm like, yeah, you, give it to like, the oldest or so, like the most yeah. experienced or like I don't know. It was just best beard. 
<laughs> yeah, that's biggest well. flopper. Oh yeah, flop city. Oh, who? That, well, that, obviously, I'm all not, of Brazil oh, and then Neymar oh, in particular. Right. I was surprised. See, you got you went on this whole rant about how much you like France. I got a little bit mad at France in the in the semis because of their ridiculous flopping and stalling. Yeah. That, that one guy got a yellow card for just. I was like, dude, like it's just, it's just yeah. It's it, this is. I think they've talked about this ad nauseum but this is like why they were saying like americans have a hard time with this game because yeah. there's there's not a fine line a definitive like that's against the rules and there's a penalty now it's yeah. just like oh yeah he did it and then they you know wasted 45 seconds and now they won yeah like so he got a yellow card oh well i know it really is such a like strategic part of the game and if it's if it's your team you know right. what i mean and the stalling happens which i don't think it should i hate i do actually hate it you go well it's just it's part strategy. of the game yeah but when it's not uh, it, when it's the team you're opposite you are losing you're losing right. your mind but here's okay here's where i'll draw the line i don't mind a stall for strategy if you're kicking it back to the goalie or what you're just yeah. moving the ball around yeah kind of like you would do in basketball but when you're just like oh this i don't want this ball throw me another different soccer ball from yeah. the sidelines that yeah. to me that's like a delay of game that's a that yeah. is like more unsportsmanlike it, the whole thing the strategy, is crazy than the actual strategy like. of it. Yeah, but it happens so to them and it happens like the uh, the star from Croatia and uh, the guy that hit the header and then got the goal. Um, I, I, I literally cannot pronounce his name. It's terrible. I should have practiced. Um, but you didn't have a phone, I heard. So I didn't have a phone and <laughs> that's how I practice. Like yeah. I have my babble. I have my um, Rosetta Stone <laughs> Babble apps, and that's how I get my Croatian translating. So it was because I didn't have a phone right. that I don't know this guy's name. And uh, uh, I would blame it on Carol, but Carol is sober all week oh. and came with some really great facts that she fact-checked. We'll get to that. That's <gasps> tennis coming up. Uh, but the game before, he was on the ground three different times. Right, right. You know what I mean? He finally got like limped off, but then he get back on and then stalled. And then he's the one running into the net after he scored, grabbing the ball, running to like, you know what I mean? So yeah, it's, weird. it's it's like any given moment, any given day, but the, the stalling, the stalling and the flopping is, is such is, is it, it ruins the game. You, you mentioned before we started taping that this is the first world cup that they have this video assistant referee thing. Yeah. The first time they've used it. And I'm like, well, can we start using it on the flop calls like they do in the NBA where yeah. you can retroactively be like fined or penalized so that yeah. when we see in slow-mo that you were never touched, never touched. That's why I, I honestly think I, and, and don't get me wrong. I loved every minute of this world cup and I really enjoy what I enjoy watching men play soccer have from the beginning and World Cup, I literally put my life on hold, and I love every second of it. And, you know, now that we have an, uh, another L.A. team, and we've got the um, the L.A. Galaxy, now we have the FC, I don't know, L.A., I can't remember. I'm coming along. I just needed more caffeine this morning. I apologize. Um, I, I'll happily go see as many games as I can. Um, but I have to say, that is a huge difference between women's soccer and men's soccer. There's so and there's you barely see women go down. You barely see it. And you realize what a huge, huge part of the game it is for the men's yeah. game. I mean, they spent some of these games. I literally, I know Brazil is like the great, uh, they're beautiful soccer players. But I couldn't even get through the game. I got so angry at the flop. I, I was, yeah, it was kind of funny because I feel like what lost that game for them, Brazil, when yeah. they finally did lose, is the refs were like, I don't buy it anymore. Right. Yeah. You're still they're doing just, all the same flopping, but we've learned. Yeah. And also. And all of a sudden it was like, oh, well, now you can't win. <laughs> you know, and you could argue, you know, 
the 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 own goal that just happens. They just got terribly unlucky, and and that guy is a phenomenal superstar. He plays for Juventus. Like he's he's one top probably 10, 20 soccer player, right? So that that own goal from Croatia was just complete unluck. Unluck. I like it. Go with it. Don't doubt yourself. <laughs> wow. Okay. He got terribly unlucky. I'm gonna warm up in 25 minutes. Um. But that was a, you know, could be construed as a bad call to set up that free kick because that was not a foul. But in the play of game, there's there are apparently 8,000 fouls on the men's game. That That's hard to, like, overturn in that moment. They yeah. make him look like they are stabbing them with a knife in the in the throat. <laughs> yes. They go the down they grab like their faces. I'm expecting them to come up with a little yeah, blood, something, yeah, a bruise. Yeah. They grab the ankle like they'll never play again. <laughs> it's the finals. It was in the first, you know, 20 minutes. So it's the superstar from France. It's Gilesman, Gilesman. Jake Giles, you guys. It was Jake Giles. And so you're going to you're going to blow the whistle. Yeah. So that was not a foul. Sets up the free kick, own goal, and I was like, "Oh no, what a terrible way to start." And then the handball in the Oy. box. That was that was I was interesting because I'm not I wasn't super familiar with the rules until they all started talking about yeah. it. And I was like, "Oh, it you have to be intentionally hitting it." Yeah. And so then when they back it up and watch it with slow motion and they're like, "Oh, he looked at his hand for a second. That's intent yeah when you look at stuff in slow motion you, yeah it's not it changes your perspective completely i don't think that's i don't think you should be able to use a replay to change a judgment call i think if it's like about a being out of bounds or not yeah. you're, like in like in tennis you're checking the line yeah check the replay but if it's just if it's a judgment call like that like trust your gut whatever it's like a 50 that one call. that one i think is the perfect example for for how for people, the unluck <laughs> for the unluck and the lucky no i think that that encapsulates um, the, the the good and the bad of, of VAR. Uh, what is it? Video? Yeah. Assisted. Assisted referee. referee. Because, you know, if you just literally break that down, and that could be an hour, and we'll break it down in a minute and a half. And if you didn't see it, just, just look it up. But, um, you know... I I am a huge I think that the video I think the video assisted referee on has was used really well throughout the entire tournament. And that to me a handball in the box um or a particular t tackle in the box has caused so much uproar for so long that I think that the 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 VAR is is set up for those moments. Mm. Um and the fact that he said it, you know, it, the initial call was no, but uh, everyone was losing their minds. And he got it from the main referee in his ear saying, take a look at it. Right. So it is his call. But I think in a World Cup match, you have to take a look at it. Totally. So that's the huge right there that he's just following the rules to right, take a look at it. But then when you take a look at it and you're but watching you, it in slow yeah, motion. Yeah. No, no, I, I agree with that. But and I I have been on air saying this before. I absolutely hate penalty. You have to rip a person down, punch them in the face, and then kidnap his parents or her parents for me to agree to a penalty kick during the game. Right, that's I, like because it's a, it's a. I hate it. I hate it more than anything. Like even if it, it's against my team, I will seriously go. It's all. It's. I don't mind it. I really don't mind the rip downs in the box <laughs> because you're you're trying to do whatever you can to do. Yeah, it has to be so egregious. So the handball. Then, you, you know, you replay it. It happened so quickly. I didn't see it, you know. But then when you replay it, 
honest to God, I I thought he had to give that guy a penalty kick Be, because two two things. One, you know, you see so many you know, just balls that come off your hand or elbow that are so, you, the guy has no control with her. It just, but he is, you know, you see so many guys when the balls come in, they, they put their right, hands right, right. in, they put their hands, they're triply trying to make sure. Trying to make sure. He not only not did, didn't do that. Now, believe me, I, I, controlling your body in the speed of that game is insane. I'm just playing devil's advocate. He, the hand was out and it went down. It's an unnatural position for the hand to be in a soccer position. And if you look at the angle, if that hand does not come out, there are two French guys standing in the front of the goal. And I thought, it that's too much for me. That's too, oh, too I, much. Too coincidental. I just, I just thought it was too much of an advantage for Croatia. I do, I do think that would have been that would have been a chance at a goal and a penalty kick is a chance at a goal. So that's how I kind of got my head around it. And I hated it, but I agreed that it should be a penalty kick. Well, I also thought it was interesting that the whole like natural position thing isn't really even in the, there's no, yeah, it doesn't matter where your hand's positioned. It's not part of the rule. It's just well, the intent or not. Yeah, it, it, it isn't, but if I you if you from. run at the ball right, like, you're like this, running like a crazy, or even if you just have your hands out and it hits your hands, there's you, there's sort of an, it will an, count. A, an intent saying your hands weren't down. Yes, or they weren't behind your back or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I just thought that one was a little bit too much for me. I, again, if it wasn't called, I would have been fine with it too. But I wasn't like losing my mind, and I was again cheering, cheering for Croatia. And it's still a matter of. Whether it has to be a controversy or not, like yeah. we're going to talk that, about that play, whether there was no exactly. video or video, at least yeah. we got to look at it and yeah, you have the benefit of yeah. technology to, I, and I, you're not just saying like, oh, yeah. we're going to ignore the fact that we could right? review. I think, so, yeah. I think calls on the field, whether you have video or not, they're always going to be... They're going to be argued, but I have to say, if you pulled 10 people, I think, I think seven or eight out of 10 would agree that that was by the books kind of a penalty kick. Um, but, you know, it was it was just, I guess I'm putting it all in the umbrella of such bad luck for Croatia. <laughs> yeah. It really was such bad luck. And then the goal um, from Croatia before the half was one of the most beautiful goals I've ever seen. So in halftime, I was like, okay, well, the, you know, they're really kind of outplaying France, you know? And then, you know, the second half starts. But the thing is, you just knew, you just knew as someone that had been watching, you know, France since game one, their attack, they can score so quickly. They have so many weapons that you think, well, they're going to get one probably in the natural just flow of the game. Absolutely. So I was like 2-1 and those those were almost gimmies. Yeah. Here, you just knew. Wait for them to actually play. (laughs) I thought maybe Croatia could get one, you know. But I was like, France hasn't even earned a goal yet, quite frankly. Yeah. Own goal and a handball. Right. And then it was four. T- and I was like, oh, well, and the other over. good part of that is it wasn't one decided by one. Exactly. Goal. So you yeah. can't be like, well, it was a tough break. And they lost because of that one yeah. call. No, yeah. they had time and they. And, exactly. Yeah, so. And also, if you think about it this way, let's say you take those two goals away from France. Right. So the two goals they earned, let's just say, quote unquote, earned. I know that's not the proper word, but whatever. Um, so that's two goals for France. Um, the second goal for Croatia was co- complete. Uh, I mean, the goalie mishandled it. Right. And he kicked it. Like it yes. was so that play was so bizarre, and you never see it that I can equate that to a handball or a or penalty kick yeah, or, something, yeah. or an own goal. So, 
It's yeah. 2-1, and France did outplay them in the last 20, 25 minutes. Their defense was incredible. Uh, so anyway, I just I, I felt lucky to have seen that World Cup. I thought it was one of the, the – for me, the greatest World Cup I've ever seen. I've only seen probably – I think I've seen two. I think I've seen probably well, – men's two. Yeah, on the men's side – they watched. Oh, God. I mean, I've been, I've been probably – I guess maybe – I'd say realistically I've probably seen – um, I don't know for the last maybe twenty years, twenty four years. So, yeah, I've probably so, seen six, five or six yeah. in my lifetime, and that blew. I don't want to brag, but like if this, if there was a youngest player award, I'd get it right now. You would totally get your youngest player. <laughs> I would get um, uh, uh, oldest in sportsmanship. Thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it, it was uh, congratulations, to France. Um. There is, I thought, uh, the whole real undercurrent. There's someone in particular that that stole the show on Sunday. Oh, big time! Um, and I think everybody will agree. And um, that uh, foreshadowing is the feel-good moment of the week. So Ooh. we are uh, we are not completely done with the World Cup because there is a. Uh, I'm just going to say it. A woman. Oh, a woman. A cherry on the top. A woman stole the, our hearts during the World Cup. And we'll be back with that story. Stay tuned. The lines are open. Please call. No, okay. Uh, tennis. tennis. The lines aren't open. You don't the lines are not open, but one day they will be. Um, my mother is calling in. Hello, Mary Foley. What are you doing with your life? Oh, my God. <laughs> no, she actually calls to complain about uh, the Tampa Bay Rays on a daily basis. Um, okay. Tennis. Wow. Can we just do Serena Kerber first? We just need to do Serena Kerber first because uh, she got her butt beat. I <laughs> that's what I texted you, by the way. Did you the text, text you? She never got, got her. Got. She I got said, her Serena butt beat. got her butt beat. Um, okay, we're gonna do we're gonna do fun facts, and then <laughs> that's a good spin on we're, it. We're gonna do no, no no no. We're gonna do fun facts, and then we're gonna do. Hold on, I wrote this down. Um, sorry. Here we go. Okay. Um, Carol, my long-term, uh, assistant, uh, fact checker of the show. And if you are new to sports without balls, welcome. Uh, Carol's been with me for years and she's had a, uh, you know, a little bit of a drinking problem. Um, and she's, I'm, I'm just going to say, cause she's right behind us. Um, you haven't been at your best, Carol. You haven't been at your best. Uh, she, uh, this last week decided she was not going to drink during the day. Hey, it's exciting. Baby steps. So she came up with all of this. She sent me this and I sent it to you. Uh, here are some fantastic Wimbledon facts um, for the ladies tournament. You ready? These are awesome. And I just like to say a big uh, a round of applause for Carol. Hey, staying sober during the during, light, during well during the hours. day during the day. Aaron, can you believe that Carol's sober during the day? The shock is palpable. It is. Uh, all right. Here's Wimbledon facts. 1884, women began, began competing. First place, a silver flower basket. That's what you got. A silver flower basket valued at 20 guineas. That's, that's racist. But no, it's not. It's currency. Uh, second place, a silver hand mirror and silver backed brush. Fix that hair after the game. Fix your hair after the game. So we got flowers 
and a, a hand mirror and a hairbrush. I looked up what a guinea was because I was like, yeah. what does that even mean? Uh, it's a coin of approximately one quarter ounce of gold. Yep. I mean. I knew it was a coin. I didn't know that. Okay. So it's a gold coin. Um, well, a, yeah, in a way. In a way. Uh, the trophy is named Venus Rosewater Dish. It's still named the Venus Rosewater Dish. Um, the ladies' trophy was introduced in 1886, one year before the men's, made of partly gilded sterling silver. Um, the central figure on the dish is not Venus, but Sophrocene? I like it. Sophrocene, goddess of temperaments, temperance and self-control. <laughs> Which is crazy. But you need a lot of self-control when you're Yeah, when I you're guess you need to keep your temper. You're not getting paid the same as men. and You're getting a hairbrush. <laughs> you have to keep yourself cool, calm, and collected. Uh, the most titles of all time, Chambers 7. You have to fill us out in Chambers. Yes. Did, oh, my gosh. Graf, uh, Stevie Graf 7, Serena Williams 7. Uh, what is Wills's first name? It's like Moody, something Moody Wills. Um, eight and never to know. I think it's Helen. Helen. It's Helen. Something. Helen, Moody. Helen. Wood, Moody Wills or something like that. Yeah. She, uh, she was a phenomenal player and then never Ch- Ch- Chambers. Tell us about Chambers. Well, I, I had to, I was like, you wrote in your little note, like look her up. I or need whatever. to look her up. And, uh, I did. And I, her name's Dorothea Douglas Lambert Chambers. And I believe there was a Catherine in there. So this is actually the shortened, the shortened, shortened version. Name. Okay. Um, but this is the picture they had. Is there a way? I think I emailed it to you. I don't know if you can show it. I'll, I'll post it. For you it. Patreon people. Yeah. Uh, Dorothea is in a full lot length dress. A gown. Yeah, like she a is gown, in a gown. Sleeves. Yep. Belt. And I'm guessing there's some sort of like ruffle layer it, underneath. It looks like she's about to get married. It literally and looks like a wedding you, dress that she's... I don't she's, know if, you, if you'll... Well, she'll yes, post it. We'll post it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I can't... Yeah, it's old. It's uh, the the oldest school tennis you could possibly get, and and right after that, when she but wins, the, but her game face was on. Game face is on. She'll be getting a <laughs> hairbrush. <laughs> she's a uh, silver basket of flowers. Yeah, because she won. Because she won. Uh, uh, she's got and her seven first flowers. one was in 1903. Turn of the century. <laughs> hairbrush. Except these gilded flowers. Um, love those stats. Also, mm-hmm. they don't go home with the dish. They go home with a three-quarter replica of the dish. Yeah, don't get carried away. You're not getting full size here. Yeah. <laughs> it's not to scale. Um, I thought those were just phenomenal stats. And another round of applause oh, for Carol. Carol, and, this and is one of the first... She opens a beer. <laughs> <laughs> Carol, killing it. Yeah, she's like, and the sun is down. <laughs> I just literally looked at her. I was like, why the effort to remain sober during the day? And uh, and she said, uh, <clears throat> she said, uh, she uh, <laughs> in solidarity for your phone loss. She she said she knew she had to take it up a notch because I was looking for replacements. Oh, and uh, she came through. She came through. Uh, Stay that off know, another week. Let's let's see what next week brings. But right now, Carol is killing it. Um, so. Uh, all right, I just want to discuss this real quick. Uh, Kerber plays Serena in the finals Saturday morning. Um, and obviously the entire world, except for the country of Germany, is cheering for <laughs> Serena Williams. Is she under more pressure um, right now, 2018, Wimbledon final, back? Come back from, yeah, come 10 back months from the, later, I think. Yeah. 10 months later from having a child. Um, or 
was the pressure more in 2016 when she was not only completing the calendar slam, she was trying to become the first player in open era to win 23 majors and she lost. And um, she was playing Pliskova. And at the time, Pliskova was like, eh, like so beatable. Right. You know what I mean? So beatable. Um, but I, I, so I, I just, I, I think the pressure, the, I think I realized how much pressure she was, she was under also when they showed who was in her press box, oh. Tiger Woods, it was Tiger Woods, Anna Wintour, um, from Vogue, <laughs> uh, the number one, uh, fashion woman in all the world. And then I think like, she was the, doing it on a story on um <laughs> on the baby dresses. how to do your makeup uh, properly when you're going for your first Wimbledon after pregnancy and you know yeah yes yeah. she was writing those, a story it was a top ten <laughs> and then like um uh, that famous British uh, uh, not NASCAR but uh, stock car racer <laughs> uh, he's like number one in the world for like stock car. Uh, it, it was insane to look over there because I also remember the box in 2016. It was like Tiger Woods, Federer, Drake. It was, it was like this, like, I was like, oh my God, it's like she has. And then to make matters worth, worse, she was just in Meghan Markle and Prince Harry's wedding. <laughs> She's looking at Meghan Markle, the whole royal box. She just had a baby and I was like, oh my God. Oh my God! I just, yeah. Uh, I feel like people were pretty nice about the whole thing. I mean, considering she lost, they were all just like, "Oh, can you believe she got this far?" and all that. Like, no one oh, really, yeah, no one's given her any. Like, it was crazy she was there. It was crazy that she was there. It was such an amazing achievement. But I just wanted to say this: <laughs> they were literally treating Angelique Kerber <laughs> like she was uh, the first time on the court. This woman is a Grand Slam champion. She beat Serena, and I said this last week, what I argue is one of the greatest tennis matches I've ever seen, Australian Open 2016. The end of 2016, Kerber was number one in the country. She's won the U.S. Open. She's won the Australian Open. She's been number one. She had crazy injuries in 2017 and also cracked under the pressure, fired her coach. She's had this amazing resurgence in 2018. She's honestly one of my all-time favorite players. Like, I love Kerber. So I literally was like, no one was even... I know it's like American television, but yeah, they were... lit. The lack of respect... <laughs> and Serena's not on the top of her game. I'm sorry. Yeah. She's not on the top of her game. She she need, like she knows it. And it's, ever, we, yeah. Chrissy Everett was speaking last Thursday like Serena had never had a baby. She w- literally was like, back to form. Everything's going... And I'm like... No, she, she's not. Like the whole time, I was like Kerber could beat Serena, and and I and I never thought if I thought you always have to pick Serena because it's Serena, but it's not shocking or surprising in any way that Kerber beat Serena. Yeah, she just had a fucking baby. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I know Serena, quote unquote, had an off day, right? But, but you're still playing one of the best tennis players. It's to like play the me. game right do <laughs> you know what i mean like it was the lack i just felt so bad because the lack of respect for kerber was like frightening yeah i just it just and kerber played really well yeah serena had an insane amount of unforced errors she's uh, you know not in top form she has all the pressure in the entire world on her and you can tell when her voice in the post like so kerber wins 
And if you want to talk about a class act, the, the, the post-game comments from Serena and Kerber about each other and just about the state of tennis and thanking their people was just like tears. Yeah. It was amazing. It was amazing. You mentioned something like that to me, too, after the uh, Isner-Anderson match, the, the marathon thing. I can't, even, I can't believe I saw that match. I mean, it was six hours. <laughs> I didn't watch. I, I, I just I checked the score. Um, I saw, like, the last. I saw the tiebreaker. Well, I, I texted yeah. Yeah, text you. I was like, like can you am- believe this is happening? <laughs> um, yeah, so we'll, we'll button Serena Kerber. I just, I, I, I was just so, so thankful to have Serena back and just really, I was also just so excited for Kerber to win. I was too. I also think it's good to, like, like you said, everyone was putting all this pressure on Serena, like, uh, let's, yeah. let's like let her off the hook a little bit oh my here. God. And like, yeah. I think everyone did. I think everyone understood well, completely, yeah. but the pressure was, yeah. was crazy. Yeah. I mean, she had a withdraw from the French like six weeks ago from a shoulder injury again baby uh and and playing one of the best tennis players and yet i just i yeah i mean it, the good thing for kerber is she beat uh she said in her post game like not on the court but in her post game uh interview question she's just like you know she's so wonderful about serena just like the nicest things to say but she also stood up for herself which i thought was really cool she said you know i just felt like i played really great tennis out there and She's like, I honestly felt like I beat Serena and I didn't, I, and I didn't, Serena didn't like lose to me or whatever Everyone's she phrased saying it. it was like, yeah. she, she shot herself in the foot or all those unforced yeah. errors. It was like, no, I beat her. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, you know, it wasn't like, oh God. That's what I saw. Serena I saw her played hit. with a wooden racket and one <laughs> shoe. You know what I mean? It's like, Serena was like almost back to her game. She still pl- like, the yeah. whole thing kind of drove me crazy. Um, well, it said she's up, Serena, like went up like 150 some odd spots she's like in the 25th in the world or something yeah, yeah. Or 25 yeah. in the world i love it i was like she's the greatest player of all time and now she's ranked like 28 yeah um well and she and she loses and and jumps yes. 150 <laughs> yes, spots. yes 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 um yeah and i and i'm now just so excited for us open and of course i'll be all on team uh, team serena uh and, you know, another thing to say, and this isn't diminishing, d- diminishing anything, but, you know, you had practically all of the top 10 bow out in the first week. It was bizarre. It was like the Watch the World Cup. Everybody, yeah, like- everyone just absolutely folded. So Kerber at least played like, I think, three in the top like 18. I don't think Serena played anyone that was even ranked. <laughs> you know what I mean? So let's pump the brakes on uh, and, and take a little bit of pressure off Serena. Like, Everybody went down uh, uh, swinging. Um, I mean, her semifinal opponent, I didn't recognize her name. Anyway. Uh, Kerber's publicist out. <laughs> Kerber's pu- out. Out. Um, men's side, the semifinals blew the final out of the water. Both semis were to die for tennis, and the, fi- oh, and the final was such a bummer. Fest. I didn't, honestly, I, I caught some of it in the second. It was on during the same time as the World Cup, and I just kind of kept my eye on the score, then went back and watched... The tiebreaker in the third, and I, it was. I felt. I felt bad. I felt bad for Anderson. Because I don't think that there's. They showed a stat that I thought was interesting. Going into before the start of that finals match with Anderson and Djokovic, uh, Anderson had been on the court seventy-five for, days for <laughs> for for I think it was five and a half more hours. Yeah, 
in the tournament than Djokovic. And then it's like, well, uh, yeah, I think uh, he's he's probably done. It was, you Unless know. there's a cryo chamber he spent six nights was, in, like. Hanging upside down, getting blood transfusions. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, he, Anderson had such an amazing tournament. Obviously, Djokovic won the whole thing. He had an amazing tournament. But Anderson beats Federer in five yeah. sets in the quarters. Anderson and, took all the opponents yeah. out for it. Yeah. like, yeah, let me take care of them all for you. Yeah. <laughs> then you can beat me because I'll be exhausted. I don't know how he was even... He beats Federer, so I saw the tiebreaker. I didn't see that set, but I, I, the match, but I saw the last set. I saw the tiebreaker, and it was, I'm making up a number, but like 14-12, right? Mm-hmm. It was like deep into the 10-8, right. I don't know, something. In respectable. The yeah. So he beats Federer the next day, or two days, whatever. So Friday morning, I put on the third set. It was a tiebreaker. I caught from the third set tiebreaker on. Um, I can't even tell you who won that one. Oh, Isner. Because I was cheering for Isner. I like Anderson, but of course I was cheering for yeah. Isner. Um, and Isner, if you guys don't know, John Isner... Has the other record. Has the other record over a course of two days, fifth set, first round. I think it was like Mahout. And it was 70, 28. Oh, no, 70 yeah, to 68. Right. Yeah, yeah. 70 to 68. This is my problem with Wimbledon, and this will be the story coming out of Wimbledon. And I think this will. This, there's a couple. Th- if you, if there's one storyline, it's the it's the fifth set insanity that really, it, it really changed the entire fight. It it also bumped the women's. It bumped everything, yes, right? Yes, yeah. So in a in a nutshell, Wimbledon was also the last to give equal pay. It's a, it's the last to fucking do anything. It's like it's like English snooty. If they could, they'd still be giving away hairbrushes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well played. Um, so it's the only tournament. If you guys aren't big tennis fans, where in the fifth set you play to the death, uh, and, and Liter- almost literally. literally. Um, so every other tournament, seven, you you do tiebreaker in the fifth to determine a winner. Wimbledon, you play on, and people have been complaining this since since forever, for years and years and years. So Anderson and Isner play the first semifinal Friday morning. It goes to what did it go to? Twenty eight twenty six, something like twenty eight twenty six, six and a half hours. Mm-hmm. And I just was working, kept it on in the background, and I was like, holy, like it was. It was just mind boggling. They were so exhausted that they weren't trying on each other's. When no, they weren't, they weren't serving, trying to break they it. Trying. They were like, I just got to coast and get back and win just, my serve. Yeah. So it just went on and on. And, and then two- at one point, Isner's like hurt his leg because I'm watching him like limp around. Yeah. And I'm like, well, this is over. This is almost sort of sad to have to watch this now like yeah. a wounded puppy. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he's over it because I guess his body was just like, well, forget it. I can't send you messages anymore. Yeah. You don't know if you're hurting or not. Let's yeah. just do, <laughs> you're just going through the motions. Yeah. He called for the, I think he had a band on maybe the whole time. He definitely called for the trainer maybe in the fourth. It was like hobbling like in we the were fifth. watching uh, Gladiator. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what it was. It was a, it was a fight to the death. It was crazy. It and was, then Anderson said something about it in the post-game interviews. He was saying like, hopefully this, this will, is it. This is going to be like, you know, to yeah. some, finally initiate some change. Yeah. I think what's going to initiate the change is not even the players. It's, it's not. The, it's, it's fans. It's, it's, it's fans that outrage. Fans outrage because you have to sit through. Now, listen. If you've got a double bill and you've got to take it to the men's semifinals, right? You're saying Anderson Isner. Okay, great matchup, but that could have been opening round. It could have been third round, fourth round. I mean, it couldn't have been opening round. I take that back. It's just that Anderson and Isner aren't 
extreme household names. If you're a crazy tennis fan, you know Anderson and Isner. And they're now ranked, Anderson cracked uh, the top 10 and Isner was like How nine. How to retire because he's, ti- he's dead now. He's, <laughs> he's actually, they're both dead, you guys. Um, but it's not like everyone obviously is waiting for Nadal Djokovic, yeah, right. right? So they go six and a half hours. The, the other <laughs> game is, you know, five hour delay they get on the court because of course for, and play for what like an hour or something like that yeah they and played they for were... maybe two hours i played three sets it was seven it was a tiebreaker in the third that nadal wait no djokovic won and then I had to call it they they called it because apparently when the town of wimbledon made a deal where they would get a roof they would get a roof for because of all the rain and all the you know they so it wouldn't extend the tournament. So they agreed to get a roof on the main court, but um, there's a cutoff at 11 p.m. Right. So I don't even. It's like, like Burbank what, Airport. What, like what? Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly like Burbank Airport. Oh, you guys, that was an inside California joke, but it was a good one. Um, <laughs> it is though. I live really is. close to it. I'm yeah. glad they shut down things at yeah. 10. Yeah, but <laughs> but Wimbledon. I mean, US yeah, Open, exactly. you can play at 3 a.m. Come on. Yeah, these aren't the same guys who were out there. Let's finish this thing up so everyone's there and they don't you not necessarily can come back on a saturday morning no. i don't know how they handled the tickets so now you're really into logistics of it though. i <laughs> am because i had a rain delay during guys, agassi <laughs> federer now, do you guys take 10 years tickets? ago is it a mobile ticket situation <laughs> i was so angry it was a rain delay and i couldn't come back the next day and oh, agassi would have totally won and then federer won the next day so it it ruins the match for Nadal and Djokovic. Mm-hmm. Nadal, I think, would have had the edge if it went to five set because he's fitter. I don't know. It the whole thing was upsetting. <laughs> and then, then the next morning, Serena and Kerber have like a three hour delay because they have to finish Nadal Djokovic. Yep, everything got pushed. Everything got pushed. The whole thing was ridiculous. You can't. So, I mean, I think the storyline. And then, of course, Djokovic is tired, but Anderson's like, I. I you know, looking for an extra pair of legs to get him on the court on Sunday. <laughs> yeah. He just, he's such a good player, but he barely showed up. He was exhausted. Yeah, you can't blame him. But like, that's what I, I was saying. Like, I feel like the semis were the finals. And if anything's going to change, they should look at the, the how the, that finals ended up being so boring because <laughs> because you let them play too long and wore themselves yeah. out. Like, yeah. you got you to yeah. find a way to save it. Because so you're not finals, machines. Yeah. <laughs> you have a finals ticket to the men's finals and you get that. Yeah. And then your semifinals was like one of the most. Ama- I mean, that Anderson Isner match was one of the greatest matches I've ever seen. Yeah, it was un- it was unbelievable. So no more five sets, you guys, and and everybody uh, give Kerber some love. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ, that was terrifying. Let's do uh, let's do some baseball. Uh, we got the home run derby. I do you watch home run derby and all star game? All right, good. Yeah, I love fun. it, and I and I am so excited. Am I allowed to dive into this? Oh. I'm so excited for Max Muncy. Oh! Oh my God. Also a Dodger fan, so maybe there's a bias there. But um, this kid, could perhaps. you? T- Would you say but, perhaps. perhaps? But he's good. But he's and he's a no. He's a nobody. Nobody even say, knows. Please, he was in AAA. Tell, tell everybody who Max Muncy is, because even Dodger fans don't know who yes, Max Muncy is. He just is. came up. He got called up in you know when we were having the struggles. I think either end of April, early May. Yeah. And. I th- you think it's going to be a band-aid and he's going right back down. Yeah. Because uh, And then he ends up, the guy's a freaking star right now. I think he's got 23 home runs. And 
I think he's only ranked in. They did like a whole um, 22, 22. Uh, home runs, odds to win. He's, uh, he's, seven he's to like one. number three seed in this thing, which yeah. is, and everyone's like, who the heck is this guy? Plus, uh, as a Dodger fan, you were at the game. Whenever he gets like a, a big hit or a home run, yeah. do you know what they play at Dodger Stadium? What do they play? A brass monkey? No. Max Muncie. No. <laughs> that, that funky Muncie. Muncie. Oh my God, that's hilarious. How can you not like him? Come on. He Brent, allows that? So Muncie. So, um, and he's got a pretty good draw. He's play, he's against uh, Jose or Javier Baez. Javier Baez. Baez. Yeah. Oh, Sorry, there's like six Jose's on the American League there roster. There are. There are. Um, here's here's how's the how the Derby's gonna run. Uh, first round, and then we're gonna pick we're gonna pick who we think is gonna win. We'll start with the lower right bracket and do Max Muncie versus ha- Javier Baez. Um, I couldn't be gayer, but if there was one person <laughs> in Major League Baseball, I would. I would just, um, I would want to Consider? be with in okay. the fantasy suite on The Bachelorette. Oh, um, it gonna, would be I'm sorry, Aaron. I'm going to vomit so hard. <laughs> I, I think he's so hot, it's insane. All right. That dude. You guys can't see it, but she's just taking her pants off. I, <laughs> how about this? To make Aaron happy in the booth, I would marry uh, Michael Waka. Watcha. Okay. Watcha? Is that Waka, how you, he's Waka. happy now? Why can I never pronounce that guy's name? I don't know. He, he, I will marry Michael Waka. Uh huh. Okay. I will marry Wa- Michael Waka, who is on the DL, and I won't let him go. He's one of my favorite peaches. He's a pitcher for the St. Louis Cardinals. We always have to give Cardinal love here because uh, Aaron could stop this program yeah, at could, any so point. So you like it. <laughs> You like him, but you don't. You don't. You're not hot for him. Um, I'm not just, hot like, for him. You can spend the, your I just life think in he's, his mansion. He's super dreamy. I, I think he, I, he's one of my favorite players. But Javier Baez, my God, I do have a tattoo problem. I have a tattoo <laughs> problem. He has his really. He has a tattoo of his sister on his arm who passed away. I. He does it. He does it for me. Um, that being said, I will be cheering uh, the first round. Javier Baez pa- uh, plays oh. Max Muncie. Okay. Oh, that's going to be tough because those are two of my favorites. I already told you who I've got. Uh, yeah, I he's think good. I think Muncie as well. There it I is. Think Javier Baez swings at everything. Yes. Aaron. Yeah. And so yeah. he will swing he's at balls out. that he cannot hit out of the park. I, honest to God, was I looked up this morning. He was in the home run derby, and I was like, Javier Baez. I know he's having a phenomenal hitting year, but yeah. home run derby, I, I think Muncie, I would be shocked if Muncie doesn't beat Baez in that round. Yeah. Um, uh, staying in the in the right half uh, of the bracket. And last time you were on, we did brackets. Uh, I know. You, know. you know Aaron Foley loves a good bracket. <laughs> Is that um, why you called me back in? I did just to do brackets. Uh, Bryce Harper plays uh, Freddie Freeman. Yeah. This is going to be I, I yeah. think it, awesome. It's, it's home field advantage, I think. Yeah. Harper's got it. Yeah, because he's it's in D.C. and he's going to have all his little. I, I will. I'll go with. I will go. I will go with home field advantage. Here's devil's advocate. Is he going to melt under the pressure? Yeah. Um, That's entirely possible. His yeah. swing is not as fluid, maybe f- as Freddie Freeman's. So, Freeman's but you don't. But you think sw- Freeman's I think swing is a is a thing of beauty. Yeah. But I think I can get him out of the first round. He'll the, he'll ride the momentum for the first round, and I, then you're probably right. He'll probably end up disappointing. I, th- I think there's two people I don't want to face in the first round, and it's Kyle Schwarber and Freddie Freeman. Um, yeah. Yep. And he's got Freeman, so th- that'll be uh, that'll be, I think the the most competitive. Um, who will I be rooting for? Homefield. I will be rooting for Freddie Freeman. He's a, he's Ooh. one of the crown jewels of my peaches, and I do not like Bryce Harper. Who does? His mother and his wife, 
and uh, the Not Mormon all days, church. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jesus Aguilar against uh, Rice, Reese, Reese, Reese Hoskins. Um, if you if you're not a huge baseball fan, you'll go. What did you just say? That's Russian. These two are uh, well. Hoskins is a, a, I would say what a budding star. Yeah. Second year, right? Um, and uh, Jesus Aguilar, I had to look up. <laughs> I yeah. I knew his name, but like I I was like what I was like is it is he a royal? Is he Brewers close? Yes. No, he's he's a Muncie guy. Like he's a yeah. similar situation yeah. where he's not supposed to have a spot. But he's the, the first. He's, he's like the number one too. Yeah, he's, he's, he's the number one seed. Yeah. But he he would because of Eric Thames in Milwaukee. Oh, Thames? He was supposed to be oh. the back. Well, he would be the guy in AAA waiting for Thames to get hurt, and Thames did get hurt. So Thames always gets hurt. Um, Who are you too gonna much, too, much, too many muscles. Too many muscles. <laughs> yeah. It's true though. We, we had did we not have Thames back in the day as a Yankee? I think we had him as a rookie. Uh, I could yeah. be wrong. It could be another Thames. It might be a different one, yeah. It might be a different Thames because I think that was about 10 years ago. Yeah, yeah. Remember, he, though, there was a Thames. Yeah, he hit his first, first hit a home, home run, run off Randy Johnson first In Yankee pitch. Stadium, oh. yeah. and I was there. I just, I can't remember what I woke up. I think his name was, I think his first name was Marcus. Marcus Thames. Marcus Timms. Timms. <laughs> okay, so I was <laughs> close. You yes. were in the ballpark? I was Hey-o. in the ballpark because I thought, oh my God, this guy doesn't have a chance. You're giving him some rookie love at the plate. It's Randy Johnson. And I was there just so excited to see Randy Johnson. Um, well, obviously to see my Yankees. I wonder what year that was. Carols, put the Bud Light down. <laughs> oh my God. You guys, it's 2.15. She just said somewhere it's five o'clock she's such a dick sometimes <laughs> she says it wrong too Aaron somewhere Ma- it's five o'clock <laughs> <laughs> it's not five o'clock somewhere <laughs> oh classic carol classic carol um maybe aaron will look that up yeah i'm looking it up um Okay, so Aguilar plays uh, uh, Hoskins. Hoskins. I'm gonna go with Aguilar on that one. He just looks beefier, and he's got more home runs. 2002. 2002. June 10, 2002. He became the 80th player to hit a home run in his first at bat. Wow. How how do I have a, a singular at bat memory from 2002? Did it say a month? Can I get two? I was just gonna say June 10. Oh, June. Okay, so that was the summer before my junior year of high school. Oh, my <laughs> God. I am 80. You suck right now. I did that on purpose. Where's you, my award again? You are. <laughs> oh, you've got the Golden Age Boot Award. Um, Aguilar, 24 home runs, leads the National League in home runs, slugging percentage, making him a worthy recipient of the top seed. Of the he's, a, he's a beast. So we played he's against him a lot, and, and he's, he's a force. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going with him out of that bracket. Um, then we've got Schwarber Bregman. Ugh. I cannot stand Alex Bregman. Um, I think he's got a real attitude problem, and I don't like him. And in my mind, he's a Red Sox. Mm. Well, I like Schwarber because he's just like... This is, I love Kyle Schwarber. I love he's, him. He's just like what you picture. Like if every team could just have one guy that did steroids and... He does and, not do steroids. And he, you could just have like one just all-out crazy hitter that maybe can't do much else. <laughs> I think it would be... I have been obsessed with Kyle Schwarber since the summer of 2015. Did he get called yeah, up? Yeah, 15. He got called up in 2015. Does he have a tattoo of his sister? Or <laughs> No, but I said that Warby Parker 
should be his sponsor. <laughs> so it could be Schwarby Parker. Get your Schwarby Parker. He he hits. Wait, what was it? What is it again, Aaron? Schwarby Parker. He. What is it? I haven't done it in so long. Schwarby Parker. He can see the ball or something like that. It was like a. It was a solid Schwarby Parker glasses pun. Um, Aaron knows he'll, the story. He'll polarize the pitch. <laughs> He frames up the pitch and <laughs> knocks it out of the parker. Oh, yeah. Schwarby Parker, because he can see the ball. I think that's what it is. Classic. Oh, that's way better. Yes, it's way better. And also, um, he was a, a, a peach, and then someone snagged him. Uh, he was on my team, and then he got hurt. And I will never forget this. He got called up. I think it was the summer of 2015. I had my eye on him. And the reason being that I didn't get him on my fantasy team that year was because it was the morning of Tara Foley, my older sister, defending her PhD dissertation, and we were in a state of absolute, uh, we were in a panic. Of course, she aced it, and she's a doctor, and she's amazing, but I wasn't checking. I wasn't checking my, uh, I wasn't checking it because my sister was getting a PhD. Do I I have a problem? (laughs) Schwarby Parker gets out of that bracket. Yes. Yeah. Big yes. Time. Yeah, I think so. Um, anybody else have a problem with Alex Bregman? I'm not a huge fan. I, of but I don't. I don't no. feel as strongly just, as you. I don't but like him. I don't like him. I think he's got a real attitude. Little I think, chip on his shoulder. I think Alex Bregman, you love if he's on your team, and if you don't, you're like ugh. Mm. And I'm gonna go on record and say that I was wrong, and Schwarber's playing a very good left field, it, and that's a that's a big thing. For that me. is a big thing. He hates the Cubs. Yeah. Aaron, sometimes I feel like an old married couple <laughs> because we've been doing this for like years together. Mm-hmm. And I just like it. I'm like, yeah, all right. I know he doesn't like Schwarber. It's fun. It's fun. It's everybody needs an Aaron. Um, I think your wife would agree. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I'm going Aguilar Schwarber. That's going to be a battle. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, I can't pick against Schwarby. Um, so I'm picking Schwarby Parker. I took, I, th- I think he's going to wear himself out. Okay. So I, I have Aguilar, but. But we'll see. That's okay. going to be a fun one. I think that's. Who do you I got hope here? that he, matchup happens. He could wear himself out. He's he's trimmer. He may not have the force behind it he used to. Although he can still, I mean, hit a ball 117 miles an hour. That's what I just read. Uh, but he's from Indiana. Yeah, he might wear himself of... out, whereas Aguilar can can go a little more, uh, you know, just solid contact, and let his weight do the rest. It's Indiana meat and potatoes versus. Uh, um, <laughs> where's Aguilar from? I don't know. Some awesome, burritos. Some awesome Spanish country. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Bryce. Okay, so I'm picking uh, Schwarby. He's, turns out the, he's from Montana. <laughs> yeah, he's actually from Montana. Um, uh, sh- I'm picking Schwarby in the finals against. Um, uh, oh wow, this is good. Who knows? I'm just hoping Bryce Harper melts. I, I think it's Muncie. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going with Muncie. Max Muncie. <laughs> That I'm doing Schwarber Muncie in the final, and I'm calling it right here. Um, I'm, and, and I, I'm, um, it's it's Muncie Schwarber, and I'm sticking with my Schwarby Parker because he can see the ball. <laughs> yeah, Warby Parker, big uh, sports brand, huge sports <laughs> brand. If you're a hipster in New York or LA, yeah, a, a big ultimate frisbee. <laughs> They're big there. Um, I think uh, the dark horse is Muncie. Uh, the perennial favorite uh, home field advantage will be Harper. Um, sh- uh, Bregman's a super, super, super dark horse. 
I think, and I think Freddie Freeman's a dark horse. You think Freddie Freeman's yeah. a dark horse? I think so. I, but the thing is, I wouldn't even remotely be surprised if he won the whole thing because he's so good. I guess you mean just like popularity? Yeah. Mm. Okay. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. All right. I think that's probably... What do we got now? Uh, we're at an hour, hour and one. Okay. So uh, All-Star Game will be Tuesday. I'm really looking... I always love All-Star Games. Uh, and you always hear people, you know, ways to fix the All-Star Game. You, you just play. Just yeah, play and enjoy yourself. I think it's, that they fixed it when they turned it into you're playing for home field advantage. I think that they put enough. They, they put they a little back. something. And they went back. Yeah. And then and then none. And then now it. I it's lo- the Pro Bowl. I like that. Wait, what is <laughs> no. it now? What is it now? Uh, just uh, back to record. Yeah. For home field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For home field, yeah. You know, which has its own problems, but honestly, you know, it is a sport where they play so many games and they they give us like three quarters of a year of their sport. Uh, and so All-Star Game, I'm like, don't have stakes, just have fun. I don't I don't mind this. It's just stupid fun. I actually just don't think there should be any All-Star Games. Really? I just think they're all ridiculous. <laughs> I really yeah, maybe do. Maybe just name the team and that's it, but. Yeah, but I, then take take the fan voting out. Oh, so, it is ridiculous. Oh, the fan voting. It so makes me so mad. Why? Because they're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, my dad one year voted for. But that's the point. Someone he hated because he wanted to uh, eliminate a Yankee. <laughs> <laughs> I kid you not. I kid you but not. See, so that, it's it's lunatics like my father that are voting for the wrong <laughs> the wrong way. Bryce Harper is hitting 220. He should not be starting. No, but they're just outfield. trying to get yeah. ratings. They're like, yeah, fans pick one so that they can get. Yeah, they that's what I'm thinking. The, the whole things are so lineup. stupid. I mean, it's nuts. Yeah, they. Do. Oh, yeah, I forgot about starting lineup. Um, I wanted to cover this really quick, and then I'll cover it more uh, this week. I'm doubling up because I'm away next week. I'm visiting uh, Mary and Dick Foley, my parents in Florida. Uh, if I can sneak out an episode, I will with those. Uh, those two, at least I'll have an aggressive amount of sound bites. So I'm recording today, and I'm going to record on Thursday with Bridget McManus, um, and we'll do a lot more WNBA um, and softball stuff. Uh, so I might just, just for the sake of time, I might hold off on the softball um, and, and cover it on Thursday. I just wanted to, to uh, say... There's the Fast Pitch Pro League we're going to cover. And also all weekend, this past weekend, it was USA, China, Japan. The uh, International Cup. International Cup was played in Irvine, California. Uh, And they're really assembling all their teams for the Olympics. Uh, Really exciting. USA has a red team and a blue team because we're so good. (laughs) The red team is like our varsity and blue is like JV. Blue is still ridiculously good. Still so good. Um, So I'll be covering covering more of that. And especially the Fast fast Pitch Pro League, which is um, super exciting. And they're having a huge tournament in August I've got to get to see. Um, Do you want to add, what did we miss? Oh. This is what we have to do um, real quick. Uh, we have to do a back on the bus. And then go back to our feel good. Back on the bus and feel good moment of the week. Um, and then at the very end, I'll do the iTunes shout out. Oh, wait. We actually have a, someone to put back on the bus, literally. Mike Matheny. Oh, my God. <laughs> we literally have a back on the bus. Okay, you know what? And it, it's a baseball back on the bus, so we're going to put three people back on the bus. Okay. Um, back on the bus. Number one, if you are new to the show, it is a segment where people behave terribly. 
Uh, and uh, we put them back on the bus. That's my parents' expression when they get angry with Tampa Bay Rays players and they want to put them back on the bus to Durham, North Carolina, the AAA team. Back on the bus. Number one, beach balls at baseball <laughs> games. Back on the bus. This I is not got up hit again. I was I got about to say, did something again. happen? Again. I quite enjoy that. Look alive. I, <laughs> I hate, I hate... I hate beach balls at baseball games. I can't even, I could go on about this for 20 minutes, but we have three segments to cram into five minutes. I don't need a base. No one should need a beach ball at a baseball game. A, we're not at the goddamn beach. Do you want to get rid of uh, the wave and I love the wave. I love the wave. Hot dogs. I love Cracker Jacks. I'm in favor of getting rid of the wave. It's, oh. It takes two seconds because to Because people up. in LA don't know when to do it. Well, they don't they know do when to do it. We had a great wave at Dodger Stadium on Friday night. I they think did it d- during a rally while the home team was batting last time I was there in the third inning. Oh. It was ridiculous. I don't mind the wave because I can still concentrate, look at the game, and not worry that a beach ball is going to be flying around, disrupting the game, disrupting my eyeline, hitting me in the in near my face. If if you had the chance and it came near you. I would you. pop Just- it. You're one I of those. Would, I like would it pop it and get booed and be proud. <laughs> I would pop it, get booed and be. In fact, at Who one point, you? <laughs> I just just stop talking to me during the game and stop bouncing around with a fucking beach ball. I'm there's, there to watch the game. Yeah, there is a there is a solution to this, and um, you can just watch at home. <laughs> you can also no, keep, you can also nope, keep your phone. Nobody. I don't need a rally monkey. A beat like everyone just concentrate oh. on the game. The the Dodgers Angel game on Friday night was so good. It was great pitching, timely hitting, Max Muncy home run, Japan night, Japan night. And I thought on one night if Otani is gonna play, it has to be on Japan night. He comes into the top of the ninth, smacks a double. Gets to his second base in .05 seconds. The whole thing was so great. And then we won in the top of the ninth uh, in a bang-bang double play as the angel was crossing home plate. It was so exciting. You need a Japan beach ball in night? that? That Japan feels night. like a little bit. Was it prompted <laughs> because of Otani? No, there's a lot. Of, there's so many Japanese Americans in L.A. I guess, yeah, okay. I mean, I just, I feel like that was... What do they do? Do they have a special theme? Yeah, yeah. It's like a, it's like I don't know. It's w- there was an awesome W World War Two vet oh, who was wow. in a, a Jap- Japanese and in, in tra- uh, uh, encampment. It's it's being embraced. They're saying there's oh they're oh my it. god yeah yeah yeah. There was I don't know. There's tons of like Japanese groups. It was so oh, cool. fun. Okay. It was super fun. And uh, it, honestly, maybe they did look at the schedule and think Otani's going to be there anyway. anyway. I was going to ask if you got any photos, but I heard you. Yeah, I didn't have my phone. I didn't have my phone because some piece of shit uh, didn't return it. Number two, back on the bus. People that don't return cell phones, you guys. If you find a cell phone at a baseball game or anywhere, return it. Mm. I would go. I would have. I would have not seen innings in a panic trying to get someone back their phone. Casey, <laughs> I'm. I'm concerned. Did you check Lost and Found? I didn't check Lost. I didn't check loss of found because of all the shady shenanigans that were going on. The phone was on. Then the phone was off. Then they called my girlfriend. Then they didn't leave a message. And I was like, this is shady shit. I erased yeah. it, locked it, ordered a new one. Number three, back on the bus, literally Mike Matheny, coach of the former coach of the St. Louis Cardinals. Aaron, was this a good decision or a bad decision? Uh, it's a good call. I think he, uh, he's just no fun. 
Yeah. Well, and you he said it was weird. shitty body language in the dugout. You said yeah. it was weird that it was happening at the time it did, but it yeah. feels like a good, that is weird. I don't, I don't know, to be honest, like timing-wise, what the best time to lose a coach is, but it seems to me you've got this all-star break, this time to, you know, well, it's, it's not an emergency situation. At least you can get someone warmed up to the players before you got to go play a game. Well, they'll just do interim manager, the bench coach, I'm assuming, right? Yeah, yeah, he is. But the weird timing, I think, is because there's all festivities going on, players go home and they've got a five-game series starting on Thursday where no one else plays in the league on Thursday against their bitter rivals, the Cubs. So that's why I thought it was weird timing. I guess, you know, the flip side it is they have four or five days off. I don't know. I guess, yeah, I mean, you're right. What is a good time to fire a coach? Yeah. But I just I just thought that was a little bit odd. But, you know, you know, mid-season review, um, I don't know. Yeah. So do you think they'll just st- stick with a bench coach and then hire next year? Uh, it's. I mean, it's possible they, you know, if he does a good enough job, they'll just stick with him. Yeah. I mean, he's He's been a great minor league manager, and the What's hitting his... coaches will be the most, you know, yeah. we'll see if they can turn it around because yeah. they both came up from the minors. Uh, first week, this is the first week of 211 episodes that we've done three people on the same bus. Uh, one, uh, we don't know their identity. Two is a beach ball. And three is the coach of the St. Louis Aaron, Cardinals. You got to bring a beach ball the next taping. I, I, I <laughs> just, just, oh my God. Just wait like 10 minutes in, just toss it over from the side. You're going to hear him blowing it up. <laughs> I will literally lose my mind. Uh, go on iTunes, uh, leave a five-star review. It's one of my favorite things. It keeps me going. Um, breaking news. Breaking Speaking news. Speaking of players or manager situation in, in St. Louis, uh, just says, Yadier Molina says player-manager role in his final contract year would be a dream. Yadi wants to manage the team and play. What? In 2020. Oh, give, it to, give him the job immediately. I know, right He's now. a dream sequence. Oh, my God. I love Molina. Has that happened before? It used to happen. In an official capacity? Pete Rose was a player manager when he, you know, got up to his shenanigans. Yeah. And he had a lot of cash in his pants. (laughs) Um, No beach balls, though. No beach balls. Uh, This this, uh, episode is obviously going to be called No Beach Balls. Uh, Great show. Uh, Five stars. Handle SKS0815. Been a listener since 2013 when I heard Aaron is a hilarious guest on the Crab Feast God, I love those boys. Thoughtful analysis, intelligent, and funny conversation with her guests in the absence of shouting that can be found on other sports programs, though she can monologue with the best of them if provoked. Beach uh, balls. Beach <laughs> balls. Yeah. Great source for women's sports, current headlines, and feel-good stories. Give it a try, and it will be a must-listen when an episode drops. Oh, oh that review. was like the best review ever. And so, like, thoughtful and... So thoughtful. Detailed. Oh, my God. It's better than the, my parents' review on my podcast. <laughs> I just love it. SKS0815. Thank you for the review. It really was uh, absolutely wonderful, and you made my day. I don't have a phone, so that's that's saying a lot. Uh, all right, we did Back on the Bus. We did iTunes review. Time for the feel-good uh, moment of the week. I mean, I, I'm, I'm so obsessed with this woman, I can't even tell you. The feel-good moment of the week is the president of Croatia, Kolinda Grabar Kitorovic. Oh, Kitorovic. She's... My hero. I, I don't even know where to begin with this woman, but if you just want to, um, we'll just do a quick couple of highlights. Um, 
during the game, she was sitting next, right next to Macron, the president of France, and they were like best friends. Yes. Their body language is fantastic. They had such a good rapport, such a respect for each other. Res- the countries had a respect for each other. Um, and so, in and when France won, of course, Macron's like losing his mind. They were hugging. It was she like, was like like genuinely happy for him and for like yeah, it was so, so happy. It was wonderful. It's very tender. And then um, they go out into the field to pre- present the trophies. First of all, here's a couple things before we even begin. Um, and I think the stats are in the other uh, the other one I pulled up, but. Um, she went to every single game, every single game, every and, single game, but one game, and she flew economy. Yeah. She flew coach to on get her there. own dime. Yep, was wearing the team jersey every single game on her own dime, and was, I think, yeah, yeah, every, yeah, was in the stands with the fans, like in she, the stands yeah, with the fans. She Thank was, you. That's she was the like last in one. there, not instead of being up in the box somewhere. Yeah, she was like, no, I'm gonna get down in there and and mingle. Um, and they, as they said that she was wearing, when you said they were wearing the jersey, I read online, the home kit, as they call it. The home kit. Uh, so then uh, there's the, the players from, uh, from Croatia come up first. Actually, Modric came up first because he did golden uh, ball. Um, she's hugging him like her son. She's tearing up. Then the rain starts. Okay. <laughs> when I mean rain, I mean pouring rain. Torrential downpour. Torrential yes. downpour. Here comes Croatia. She's on the dais, hugging, talking. Putin has an umbrella. And a man holding. And a man what? holding an umbrella over Putin. No one else has an umbrella. Everyone is getting dumped on. She's the only woman. And she's up in there. white. She's in white, <laughs> a white checkered shirt and white pants. The home kit. The home kit. <laughs> Getting dumped on with rain, doesn't ask for an umbrella, doesn't stop. Doesn't, doesn't even sh- seem doesn't upset. Even, doesn't even, unfazed. Unfazed, yes. unfazed by the torrential downpour. All these dipshits, <laughs> Trump's best friend who just fucked our election. And then this morning he says, uh, just goes against his own, his own country. Okay, sure, Republicans, get your head around that one. Putin's got this piece of shit. He's got an umbrella up. Then they start getting umbrellas. She doesn't even like, it's behind her. Bear hugging every Croatian player, almost crying. Then you think, okay, well now it's over. Here comes France. Bear hugs every, every French player. Every one of them. In the, she, every it's one like, of there's them. your chance to get dry. Nope. Nope. She could have just been an umbrella, just hide, just you know. Sh- she wasn't hugging. hide in that home kit, but <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, it was. Awesome. I was, I was literally lo- losing my mind. Losing, like she just stole the whole show. The only woman, it's, and also like the reports coming out of Russia of just like guys going up to female announcers and like harassing them, like, you know, the backlash of even Ali Wagner, uh, you know, rep- uh, doing the color commentary. It's such a gross misogynistic like world, you know, and uh, and, and here she is. female president. It's just everyone's. World class. First yeah. class. I mean, just, it was amazing. It was such amazing sportsmanship. Um, and it was, it was one of my all time feel good moments of the week. Cause we have a president now that does, that res- doesn't respect anyone. And he would have never gone to all the games. He would have been in, sat the, in the crowd, sat I in the crowd. So. I mean, on his own dime. I mean, she, that's why you have to elect more women, elect more women. And Colinda, Actually, I would really just like her. I would just want just her. her. Yeah. Oh yeah. There was one other thing I wanted to, to say about her and, uh, 
it was like her hold on let's see if i can let's see if i can pull this up really quick um it's her level of education oh is she un- she went to harvard and she speaks i can't oh, find like, it right now she speaks like five languages and then understands another three yeah yeah and, and she the only the only match she missed was for the nato meeting she missed the, a match oh, for work. the NATO me- she meeting. She had work. You guys speaks five. Harvard graduated. Like just, she's amazing, absolutely amazing, and just an absolute class act and sportsmanship and everything. Water resistant, water <laughs> resistant, rocking the kit. Oh, it was so great. The whole thing was wonderful. Um, feel good moment of the week. Yes, yes, yes. Linda. Yes, the opposite of back on the bus. I like, and we. Uh, we did a, a, it was a highlight to put a beach ball on a bus, uh, an amazing five-star review, and uh, and the most importantly, such a class act from the president of Croatia that we wish we had as president of our country. Well, some of us do anyway. Uh, I do want to say, though, I, I like the beach balls. <laughs> Casey's so, on record saying I think it's just good, loves- clean fun. It's not a big deal. <laughs> I don't want to get lumped in with this anti-beach ball thing. Casey's on record in episode 211 saying she loves beach balls at a baseball game. I can't, I can't, <laughs> can't even look I, at me. I almost can't look at you in the eye. I love your new haircut, but wow, that was that was bad. Uh, where can people find you? At Casey Faux Show. Don't you want oh, to say it? Yes. <laughs> I'm at Casey Faux Show on everything. Casey uh, Faux Show. Yeah, CaseyConley.com. And um, uh, you can concur that uh, in the next 24 hours, I will have all the information. There, it, can you please tell the Patreon viewers there is a website and T-shirts coming? Yes, all of those good things. Uh, you, you, the website is operational. It is slightly it's, operational. If they typed it into their uh, URL, okay, it'll but, work. Okay, it will work, but uh, it's, it's it needs stand to be by. Um, two, uh, two new Patreon, uh, uh, Nancy and Winona. Nancy Winona! Yay! Thank you so much, uh, uh, all Patreon fans, uh, for donating to the show. If you haven't, you can go on patreon.com backslash sportswithoutballs, $1, $2, 5 10 25 uh, and it just supports the show so much um, so I can give this lady money and she can make stuff and happen. And when you're on there, uh, if you're one of our $5 or more, comment on the videos because I'll see them. Yes. I upload that stuff. Yes. So. Casey comments <laughs> on the hey. video. So leave us uh, anything you want on the Patreon page. Also, sportswithoutballs at Gmail. You can email me anything you want to see, anything you want to hear. Um, uh, Facebook, Twitter, SWB Pod, or just uh, Aaron Foley Comic on Twitter. Um, I just finally am starting to put new shows up on AaronKFoley.com. That website's going through uh, some changes as well. Um, and so I will be in uh, New York in uh, August. We're doing a live Sports Without Balls in Boston. That's going to go up soon. We have to work on that. Um, and then uh, I will be in uh, Boise, Idaho for a festival in September. And we're also going to do a live Sports Without Balls on that festival as well. So all good uh, things coming up. So thank you for supporting the show. Aaron, yes. good luck with the Cubs this weekend. Oh, a, t- a test right out the gate. Test. Right it, the gate. It is a test for the manager. It's, test, it's a test for humanity. I assume Javier Baez will just ruin his swing in a derby, and it'll be great. Yes. Wishful uh, thinking. We've got, we've got, what, two, four, six, eight players that potentially will ruin their swing. Freddie Freeman, I, I hope he goes out quickly because he's, he's my crowning jewel of the peaches. One of my crowning jewels. Um, That does it for us. Sports Without Balls fans, friends, family, have the best week of your life.